Hello, welcome to Potterfiles episode one. This is Jackson, joined with Kaya. Mm-hmm. Hello. We are looking at our very first predator of the show, a man named Steve Reddington. Look at this man. He's beautiful. Balding, goatee. He, he's, he's wonderful. Yeah, we're looking at his mugshot. Well, not a mugshot. It seems to be cropped from a family photo. He does look happy. He has, um, he has a smile on his face. He's balding, but that's fine. Goatee. I assume this was before his arrest. Well, actually, no. That's, that's a good point. So this, this predator was the very first to catch a predator predator who showed up on the show. This was a part of the Holbrook investigation in New York. And fun fact about this very first investigation, none of these guys got booked. None of them got charged. None of them got arrested. Yeah, that was the case for the first one or two episodes of To Catch a Predator. They did not yet work with law enforcement. That only started being a thing after, I think, the third episode where they brought in local law enforcement. Because, um, well, they still did interview law enforcement. Like, hey, what these guys are doing, this is illegal, right? And we can show this on TV and make fun of them. And the cops would be like, yeah, this is super illegal what they're doing. Uh, next time you should tell us. <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to pick up kids off the internet. Yeah, that's pretty illegal. Turns out, <laughs> even if there is no kid, which I didn't know uh, before I ever watched this show, which is interesting. You didn't know that it was illegal to pick up a kid that's not technically a kid. Like, if you thought it was no, a kid, no, I genuinely didn't know that. Like, when they say intent is all that matters, like the excuse that they always use is, "Well, there wasn't an actual child, so how the fuck am I guilty of molesting anyone?" I didn't know that that was like an actual thing that they had considered in the law. And written to cover the loopholes of, you know, well, you still meant to fuck a kid and we have to deal with you, which is a good thing. Yeah, it absolutely is a good thing. And it, and it also brings to mind plenty of situations where like a 20-year-old guy at a bar is, uh, has sex with like a 17-year-old who has told him that she's over the age of 18. Like, that's not a pedophile because the intent isn't there that he wanted to fuck someone underage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, they, there are no such cases in this. They're always, it's always the same fucking story. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, they all know how old the uh, decoy, the perverted justice decoy is. Yeah, no, so with, with these predators, like Stephen Reddington, the guy that we're discussing right now, uh, it's pretty clear cut and pretty deplorable. Uh, these are usually men aged over 20 trying to pick up like 12 to 13 year old uh, women, uh, girls and boys. In this case, Steve is uh, 35, and I just now saw Perverted Justice gave him a sliminess rating of 4.65 out of 5. <laughs> so high up there. IMDb sliminess rating. Perverted Justice uh, publishes all of their chat logs that they have with the perps, the uh, pedophiles, and then like people can rate their sliminess online. So uh, <laughs> I went through a lot of them and like all of them are above 4.5. So it doesn't really mean much at the end of the day because no one's going to score less than a 4.5 on the sliminess rating considering they're trying to pick up 12 year olds. Um, but you know, it's somewhat of a decent barometer, uh, to the closer you get to five, the more slimy you are. Yeah, well, and all of you can read the chat logs online. I don't know if the website is still functional, but I'm sure you can find an archive and, it just occurred to me, I don't think you could do this nowadays anymore. This would be considered doxing. Like, they would just complain that, like, Steve Reddington could absolutely complain to fucking Cloudflare and have his chat logs taken down nowadays. 
Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, but luckily for us, all this information is out there. The perverted justice people kept it on, on file. So it's up on the internet. You can go through his chat logs as well. His username, SR82194. And mm-hmm. he was a, a man who is uh, described as a fast mover by Chris Hansen and the team because um, it's someone that doesn't take long to chat like the time between chatting and then showing up is a very small amount for example with steve reddington he spent an entire two hours conversing with the decoy before he showed up on the doorstep ready for a date so he's that's, got that's, game that's, that's a fast move <laughs> yeah he's quick uh, i don't have that kind of <laughs> game with the ladies <laughs> doesn't even buy her dinner first <laughs> no he's right there in the middle of the day ready for a date with a 14 year old he believed he was meeting up with a 14 year old mm-hmm yeah, he he. Do you think that this man looks like the stereotypical pedophile? Um, I I feel like that would be mean to say because I'm sure there's a lot of people, normal people, that look like this. So I'll say no. But at the same time, you know, looking at him and knowing that he's a pedophile, it's like, yeah, it's not a surprise. <laughs> you could you could believe it if you saw him. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I I I feel the same way. Like when I when I look at him, just disregarding all of the um evidence let's say or the footage out there of him uh doing this i like i wouldn't immediately think he's a pedophile or anything he looks like a pretty normal guy to be honest i mean he's he has a normal life uh, off before the show happens he apparently was married or still is married has a child allegedly so presumably he's been leave, uh, living a normal life behind the scenes yeah. when he's not on aol trying to pick up kids <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a look at um, his first appearance on the show when mm-hmm. he first showed up. This is him entering uh, the house where he believes a 14-year-old currently is. Meet 35-year-old Steve, known on the internet as SR8219. He's a married man with children. Just come on in and sit at the counter. I gotta finish getting dressed. Dell, posing as a 14-year-old, invites him in. And even though there really isn't a 14-year-old in the house, this man still may be committing a crime, according to sex crimes expert Ken Lanning. The federal law makes it pretty clear there doesn't have to be an actual child there. Well, there we go. We heard from an actual uh, a lawyer or something at the end there of that video clip about the legality of trying to pick up a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, it is illegal. Um, and so people out there... Uh, listening to the show, don't have video footage, but we will obviously have just heard that. But in the video, um, Steve Reddington shows up to the house and is peering through windows and doesn't look like conspicuous at all. Like he's peering through the windows. He's got a hoodie on. He he, he looks like no, he's he, about to either break in or do something sinister. Yeah, he, he looks like he's staking the place out, like to see if there's anyone inside. He is very shady and these people just cannot help themselves. When you watch this video clip, which... To describe to our viewers, again, he looks very trepidatious. These people are so fucking tempted by their uh, impulses, but they cannot help themselves. This man knows something is fishy. This is a very bad idea. What I'm about to do is very, like, if all the neighbors knew, they would beat the shit out of my ass and they would kick me out of the neighborhood. He knows this, but he can't help himself. This is life-ending. This is a life-ending risk I'm about to take by entering this door. I mean, you've taken the risk already. You've shown up. That's enough. But, like... It, yeah, it speaks to that kind of bad impulse control for sure. In the chat logs, he even hints at, wait, is this a setup? You know, he asks the girl, which is not a girl, of course, it's perverted justice. He asks, this sounds like a setup. And the girl says, a setup? Huh? I don't get it. And he says, police, cops. And the girl just says, uh, lol, no, I'm not a pig. 
and I guess that's good enough for Steve. All right. Doesn't sound fishy He's anymore. He's like, oh, yes, that is a compelling argument. I believe you, 14-year-old This is girl. the kind of idiot who, like, watches a movie and he's like, well, if you're a cop, you have to tell me, right? It says so in the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they want it. It's just, like, that he wants to believe it. That's, that's the most compelling thing about this is that he wants to believe it, so that makes him believe it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so important to him that there's actually a 14-year-old girl there ready to have sex with him, willing to have sex with him, that all kinds of logic and, like, aversion goes out the window and it's just poor impulse control. Uh, yeah, this is what's called thinking with your dick. It's on full display here. Well, it's thinking with your dick as well as some kind of psychological thing that's gone wrong that makes him attracted to underage well there's that and also clearly they're very stupid i don't know what it is about the average pedophile but they're all very very fucking stupid <laughs> they're all very low iq <laughs> i was gonna say do we have like scientific backing there do we know what the average iq of a <sighs> pedophile versus a non-pedophile is i mean there aren't like studies but every single time one of these guys gets caught it's for the dumbest reasons like their laptops will malfunction and they'll hand it in to get serviced and their wallpaper will be a naked baby or something and then they get caught it's like buddy how dumb are you how do you get caught this fucking easily especially back in that day when like mass surveillance wasn't a thing these i don't know I, no, I do not have studies to back up my claim, but I feel like these people are fucking dummies. It's probably a good thing that they are dummies, though. Yeah, they thank get God. Way easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's the it's the intelligent pedophiles that you have to be worried about, <laughs> or the intelligence agency pedophiles like Epstein. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one coming in hard, going straight into Epstein. Nice. <laughs> Steve Reddington is a considerate individual as well. We're going to head into our next clip here where he um, asks an important question to the decoy. You on the pill? No, you wear condoms? If you want me to, but I'm sterile. Okay, then you don't have to wear a condom if you don't want to. But before we have sex, I want you to make me I don't know what that, <laughs> that final line means. Before we have sex, I want you to make me cum. What does that mean? I don't know, I guess he can't come from my penis and vagina sex, or he really wants head, and he wants to do anal with her from the chat logs. Um, he asks her, you know, what have you done so far? Uh, he says, anal, do you swallow? Would you try it? When do you get your periods? And how do you keep your privates? All these fucking questions, like, you're a choosy beggar, aren't you, buddy? Like, you found a child <laughs> that's willing to invite you to her home, and you're like, I don't know, do you do anal? And I don't want to see any hairs down there, young lady. It's like, buddy, you take what you get, you <laughs> fucking freak. At it's least all- he's considerate. He asked if she was on the pill. Like, there's some level of uh, care there. <laughs> yeah, and then he says he he's a pregnant 14 year old. And then he says he's sterile. Well, if you're sterile, then why do you even ask? What's the point of the question, right? <laughs> That is a good point. And also always with these people, they are so obsessed with like doing the freakiest shit with little kids. Like, have you done anal? Have you ever had a man fist you? It's like, no, I'm 12. I've never even seen a penis in my life. Like, why do you think that a little child would have done hardcore porn shit? These people are so broken in the head. Yeah, exactly. It's because like being attracted to a child is the most perverted thing you can basically do or have uh, attached to you. So it makes sense that they would also be attracted to a lot of the less perverted stuff. Oh, absolutely. My point is simply that they always, they think they're going to get a big yes, I've done it from like a 12 year old. Like, yeah, I've been in an anal gangbang, bukkake. What kind of, how detached are you from reality where you think that that's like 
a right. reasonable thing that a 12-year-old would have, would have done anal by then. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it, just, it, it really does just show how detached these people are from reality, I think. Mm-hmm. It really does a good job at illustrating that. So let's let's circle back briefly to uh, the final thing he said in that voice call, that dramatic reading by the Chris Hansen team. He he says that he wants to have sex before uh, he wants to come before they have sex. What what kind of like retractory period does this man have? He's built different. He's gonna have sex after he comes. Oh, see, again, that's a porn thing. All of these people watch way too much porn. They read way too much hentai. That's the thing where, like, in the hentai, the guy will touch the woman and she'll come just from him putting a finger on her boob and then he'll come in her, on her yeah. face or something and he'll still be hard and he'll immediately fuck her yeah. it's the same thing in porn it's like that's not how it works like most men can't fuck for two hours straight like you see in porn definitely not yeah. schlubby 35 year old pedophiles like you balding who are gonna <laughs> show up there with all these big promises of i'm gonna go down on you i'm gonna make you come real good we're gonna do anal i'm gonna give you a head you're gonna give me a head uh, I mean, if if you do score, yeah. you're going to come in like five minutes and you're going to slink out the door. Best case, worst case, you're going to fucking kidnap the kid. I, I think five minutes is being generous. If this is like such a built up thing in their heads, there's no way they're lasting more than like five seconds. Yeah. And then they're going to cry into the pillow about yeah. how they've <laughs> once once like life hits them and they realize what they've done. It's going to be five minutes of actual sex and five hours of photo taking. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're right. All right, so let's take a look at the very first face-to-face meeting between one Steve Reddington and Chris Hansen. Now, Chris Hansen goes in uh, hard and fast in his interviews, usually. He, he doesn't like to lube them up. He gets straight to the questions a lot of the time. Uh, he, he, gang- uh, he pounces on them, too. What usually happens is these guys will come in, and then Dell, the decoy, will, will usually say, oh, just take a seat at the kitchen counter or something. And then, yeah, I'll uh, be with you in a sec. Yeah, I'll be with you in a sec. I'm just doing laundry or playing with my... Uh, matchbox toy cars or whatever and then chris hansen will come getting out my ass already the... for anal <laughs> yeah literally some episodes she'll be like i'm just getting ready for you and then chris hansen will come out and chris hansen like a tall man kind of imposing he was still young and he comes out looking like a fucking federal <laughs> agent immediately intimidating these guys with a a bunch of paperwork in his hands going so why are you here a lot of the times the pedophile's reactions are Pretty fucking great. So let's have a listen to Chris Hansen and Steve Reddington's first meeting. Mm-hmm. I know. You knew what? <clears throat> exactly what was going on. Just take your hands out of your pockets for me. Oh, you don't have to put them up. No fine. No yeah. problem. I knew what was going on. I'm not stupid. It's always I'm not stupid. I know. <laughs> I knew. I knew exactly yeah. that you were here, Chris. I predicted it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew no twelve-year-old actually wanted to suck my dick. Yeah, I think. You dumbass, you still thought that there was a chance because you showed up, didn't you? I, I, see, I see that a lot with uh, these, these pedophiles. They, it's like they have to reclaim some level of um, power <laughs> from the situation. So they immediately go to, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. You can't shock me, Chris. Yeah, it's always a switcheroo of, oh, actually, I tricked you, Mr. Hanson. You see, I knew that this was going to happen. And I came here to make sure... That I was right, and that was actually a setup. I wanted to show you guys myself just how right I was. Okay, <laughs> take a seat. He sure proves proved him. Uh, and then usually a follow up question that Chris likes to jump into pretty quickly, other than like what the predator does for an occupation and what their home life is like if they got kids and 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 loved ones and such. Is he asks them if they do this a lot? By this I mean um, trying to 
chat up 12 year olds. So let's have a listen to what mm-hmm. uh, Steve Reddington thinks of that question. It's pretty clear that Steve thinks he was caught up in a police sting. He says he was just coming over to check it out. So you were yeah, obviously suspicious in the beginning. Of course I am. I'm always suspicious. Always? Do you do this a lot? No, I, no this is the first time I've actually did show up to see what was going on. And you expect me to believe that? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jackson, on my uh, Saturday evenings, I like to go to my local police sting. Like when they're trying to uh, catch a bunch of biker gangs selling drugs or whatever. I like to just show up at the bar and eat popcorn and watch and be part of the people getting arrested. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. I like to uh, participate in police things. I, w- I wanted to get an inside look at how a sting goes down, really. I wanted to be on the receiving end just to just to really know what that was like. <laughs> yeah, where I'm the target. Yeah. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all, Chris. Just this once. D- do it. Do it. Do the thing where you book me and take my fingerprints. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Put me away for 20 years. I want to see what that's like, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I, it's... Yeah. it's so, yeah, there, there hasn't ever been a pedophile on the show that's been honest and said that they do this a lot. Um, it's always, no, this is the first time, Chris. You caught me the first time. And it's just, a, it's always a downright lie. You know, these people have, are constantly on the chat rooms trying to pick up a uh, underage person to live out their fantasies. Oh, for sure. There must be so many like chatters that they actually do make contact with, but I assume most of them never get back to them. And the only reason that perverted justice does is, of course, to... Uh, baits them into coming. By the way, perverted justice and baiting in general back in the day, there was a not, I guess you could call it a code of honor, but I think the law also requires this. They do not reach out to the pedophiles. They wait until the pedophile reaches out to them. They have to initiate the chats. Like perverted justice doesn't just go to random 35 year olds in the chat and go, hey, you want to come over? I'm naked and alone right now. They always wait for the pedophile to initiate the sexual talk, to initiate the chat to begin with. And which says a lot about these guys. I mean, he clearly does this a lot because he's so casually aggressive about how fast he moves. Again, two hours is all it took from him from the uh, initial hello, how old are you, to where do you live, I'm coming. Yeah, exactly. And uh, another thing added on top of what um, you were just describing that uh, perverted justice usually does, they are always extremely upfront with the age that they are portraying. Um, it's always usually like the first message they say is I'm a 14 year old or it's in their profile that they're using on their instant messaging. Um, it's instant messaging apps now, but it, back in the day it was like, uh, you know, chat boards and stuff like that. IRCs. And they make sure they make sure to talk like kids. They, they leave no doubt that the person at the other end of this chat is a child or at the very least, they make sure that you believe that yes, it is a child. Well, these people would believe it. I, um, I never bought into like I never bought into uh, their child speak. I always thought it was pretty like forced and over the top, and probably not how children talk on the internet. But I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I probably talk like this as a child. I mean, they, all they do is just they write the number two instead of the word two and all that sort of stuff, and they misspell everything. It's like okay, this probably is how a young child would talk like a fucking idiot <laughs> Steve Reddington talks like that yeah. too which is at this point like I just assume if I'm chatting with somebody online I just assume that the person on the other end is all of them are Steve Reddington <laughs> and I take cautions <laughs> yeah it is interesting to see this. so this was back in 2004 so this was uh, a decent 18 years ago um, 
So times were a bit different then. So it is interesting to see 30 plus year olds the, interact with this the chat log is legal now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So yeah, we should clarify that Steve Reddington, we, we said that he was a 35 year old. That's at the time of 2004. So obviously um, 18 years have passed. Oh, he yeah. would be about 50 something now. I'm not hundred percent sure. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not 53. Yeah, I'm not going to do the math. Um, but yeah, he's, he's in his fifties now. So do you think he still thinks about this much? About this incident? I mean, I don't know. I would assume that he hasn't been dissuaded from it. He probably still attempts these things. At the very least, I'm sure he still thinks about children when he jerks off. Because I, to our knowledge, he's never seen the inside of a jail cell or anything. Yeah, right? no. And uh, I, did, I did a police check on him, actually, for my investigation towards the end there. And no... Um, yeah, no, no warrants were issued or no charges were laid against Steve Reddington for uh, his transgressions here. Um, so, yeah, he lived as a free man for the last 18 years. And save for, like, unless he applies for a really good job where they do a thorough background check, I don't think this would even impede him in his day-to-day life. Like, nobody's going to, you know, bother to check this shit if he's just applying to be a cashier well, or even, something. Even then, the he, he, does he was a 35-year-old at the time when he committed this. He had a, a wife and children. Um, so I'm assuming he had a pretty decent job and or like he, he was self-employed, maybe in construction or something like that. You know, there's a, there's a million ways you can get around that and still live a decent life. Yeah, honestly, as long as, you know, as long as his wife didn't watch Dateline NBC that evening, who the fuck would even know? Like, all he had to do was go home and be like, hey, uh, I don't want to watch the news tonight. You guys want to watch Bad Santa instead? Don't turn on the TV. Let's play tabletop games. No, no TV night today. Family evening. <laughs> turn the DVR off. You think this turn him Amish? <laughs> he, he's like, he, he moved his family out into the woods. No internet, no cell service. He's like, ah, this, this is just what Steve Reddington wants to do now, guys. Is the life we just sabotages the TV cable, <laughs> <laughs> just cuts, cuts the cord. Oh, I guess the cat chewed on it again. Whoops. No TV for us this week. The only thing I could think of that would impede this is people like uh, myself who did far too much research into Steve Reddington. Um, I was able to find relatives, contact information and such like that. I wouldn't dox or do anything with that kind of information, obviously, because I don't believe... I don't believe his family are guilty of the same crimes he is, or at least I don't have any reason to believe that. So they're, they're, the families of these predators are just as much victims in this as the uh, kids at the end of the day, <laughs> the fake kids. He goes home, his mom is like, so did you get, did you score, honey? How did it go? How was she? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, he, he has, he, he had a wife and children. So um, I think, I think, they discussed this briefly here. Do you have children? Yes, I do. And how would you feel if one of your children was 13 or 14 years old, that child was home alone, chatting with somebody on the internet who ultimately uh, came no. over with no parent at home? How would you feel about that as a parent? I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> it's rules for thee, but not rules for Steve, basically. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he, right. he's not beholden to the same like rules that he, he would put down against his children getting groomed and, and targeted by pedophiles. Uh, I find that a lot, like a lot of these predators actually do have wives and children and it doesn't connect in their brain or it does and they just don't admit it, but it doesn't connect in their brain that what they're committing on this fake child, uh, they would not want that to happen to their child. No, this is the case with like, I don't want to go like all men, but this is a problem with men in general where like they, they, they ask for the most deprived shit of women. 
and in pedophiles' cases, children. But whenever you bring up their own kids, it's like, oh, how dare you? It's like, hang on a minute. So you're arguing for things like, you know, 17-year-olds should fucking sign up on OnlyFans. And then you ask, okay, would you want that for your daughter? And they go, what? What? How dare you? My daughter's not a fucking whore. Fuck you. It's like, well, you're a hypocrite then, aren't you? And Chris is right. Well, what if somebody chatted up your daughter, your fucking 14-year-old, and asked her if she does anal and if she wants to suck a fat incel's dick? You wouldn't like that so much, Steve. Uh, well, okay, he's humiliated on TV, and at this point he realizes, okay, I fucked up, um, there's cameras in my face, and Chris Hansen reveals, oh, by the way, I'm not FBI dummy, I'm just, we're clowning on you on national TV. And he gets up, he realizes, oh, fuck, my face is gonna be all over the news, holy shit, and he starts to get up and uh, talk about how they have no permission to show him. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that these predators like to do, is they like to... Uh try to convince Chris not to air the, air the show and and they they say outrageous like legal claims that like Chris doesn't have permission or he doesn't have the right to air anything. Yeah, they all of a sudden they turn into fucking cops. Like, oh, what you you have no legal right. I didn't sign anything. You're not permitted to do this. They turn into these white trash lawyers. And the funny thing is in some episodes some of the pedophiles are blurred and I assume those are the very few ones who can actually retain a lawyer. But in most cases, I assume the NBC team is just like, uh, this guy can barely spell. What's he going to do? He can't like cease and desist us. Just show his face. He's not going to do anything about it. And so they do. So uh, I'm going to fact check you a bit there. I've, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a blurred face in To Catch a Predator other than one. Which Oh, I have. Uh, there was only one that I had seen. And it was a guy named Dark Hero, who we might talk uh, about at a later time. But... Chris made the decision to blur his face or the NB, uh, this NBC team did because he had like mental illness or something like that, like uh, bipolar disorder. Yeah, could be. And he was worried about um, the, the guy committing, you know, something bad. Um, so that's why they blurred his face. But that's the only one that I've heard of that was blurred. But let's have a listen to this clip real quick about uh, Steve becoming a lawyer. We told them okay, most headed for the door, like Steve, okay. the married man with children. I'm Chris Hansen of Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on grown-ups okay. on the internet. Go ahead. I am leaving. All right, because, go ahead. You know, and you don't have my permission to put me on tape either. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> And the way they always cover their faces when the cameras come out. Like, buddy, it's a little too late. You've been talking to Hansen for about an hour yeah. right there. Like, there's hidden cameras, obviously. Yeah, you've been talking... Well, Why would they have this discussion with you off the uh, off camera? Obviously, you've been filmed the whole time. You've been filmed the entire time, but let's not forget, there's also a, like a two-hour-long uh, chat log tied to your identity because you posted a picture with it, I presume. It was attached to your profile, and you've given information to the decoy, like your, your mobile number. Because they, they like to call before they uh, come and confirm in person. <laughs> that too, I forgot about that. In the chat logs, he tells the girl, okay, I'm going to go to a payphone, then I'll give you the number to the payphone and you can call me there. Like, dude, could you look any shadier? What is this, a fucking drug deal? Do you really think this is the, like being smart? I guess this is a dumb person's idea of being inconspicuous 
when you're trying to fuck a kid yes. over the internet. So let's have a look at the chat log real quick. The, the uh, decoy says, I'd want to talk to you on the phone first before we meet. It's just a rule of mine. And then Steve says, I will go to payphone and get number, then give it to you to call there, okay? He sounds like a caveman for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then the decoy says, no, that's sketchy. Just give me your digits, okay? And then he said he and he doesn't yeah he doesn't understand what the word sketchy yeah. means so it's very confusing to him and then the decoy says sketchy equals weird I don't trust people who make me call payphones and then he says oh it's just I'm married and have to be very careful yes you do Steve that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> should have been a little more careful idiot but the, the, again the fact that he like that they put this into the calculation they they um they actually think of this stuff like okay what if my wife checks my phone or the phone records so they do like they are so very aware of what they're doing oh, and yet they're so fucking stupid they're so dumb um should we read his uh, request of removal here that he sent to perverted justice yeah i couldn't verify this but this was what was on uh, perverted justice's website so it could be true. This is hysterical. So um, the chat log goes up on perverted justice. He's named and shamed on national TV. They upload all of his data onto their websites. They clown on him. Here's a chat log. Lol, laugh at him. At some point, apparently, Steve sends perverted justice an email, and he sends it to ROR at perverted-justice.com, which is presumably request of removal, where you would message them and say, hey, please take this down about me. This is illegal or whatever. But this is the worst grammar I've ever seen somebody have. He types like a furious toddler. I assume this is what it would sound like or what it would look like if like your dog could type. You know, he says, To whom it may concern, I am writing to ask it if you could take down the information you put up on your site about me. I know I made a big mistake, but the information being there, it also hurt friends and family, not just me. It's all caps, by the way. I toss on the phone with someone that does not fee work for you and was very upfront with her. I need the phone calls about hate and worse to stop. I made the first endless time mistake. So if you could please take the information up and down, I would appreciate it to you, Steve SR82194. How did you read that perfectly so with all the typos? Did you set up like an AI bot with your voice? To like read that and you just... No, I'm just schizophrenic. That is incredible. <laughs> you did not miss like a single type. You sounded like a robot. Thank you. So he sends this completely disjointed, disheveled email that doesn't even like... This This would go straight into trash or... I mean, worse, they just put it up on the website to clown on you even further. Like you couldn't even sit down to calmly write a letter to save your name perhaps he writes like a fucking lunatic he writes like he's on I don't, like he's drunk and on crack yeah, it's, it's all capital letters it's like he's shouting I, I like the end is um, I would appreciate it thank you Steve and then he's got in brackets the username he used to groom the child yeah like I, I'm that pedophile yeah. by the way don't take down anybody else's info yeah you may know me as this name instead <laughs> AKA doing business as a sorry too, mama. <laughs> uh, dummy. Yeah, the uh, concept of this show was that we would have a look at their uh, appearance in the show, clown on them a bit, laugh about their, their text logs and such. Uh, this was the Beth Page uh, investigation, which was one of the first ones Perverted Justice and uh, CNN did together. So it was 
pretty small. Like it was a very small segment in a much larger episode. Steve Reddington didn't get the screen time that all of the other predators in um, later episodes got. So there wasn't that much to dig through. But uh, we, we yes, this is before real uh, Hanson and his team really hit their stride and they got into their groove. So these initial episodes, they're probably the ones that we're gonna do and summarize. They're, they might be a bit shorter. And there might not be a lot of bo- uh, meat on the bones, but we're going to get to the meteor stuff eventually because there's a lot of episodes oh, where they ones. really do a deep dive into a lot of pedophiles and they talk to them for like half an hour yeah. at a time. So and then there's additional material. Definitely like stay tuned. Chris Hansen's got videos talking about specific predators as well that we can go through and learn more details. Yeah, about. the raw tapes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also wanted to, like, <laughs> with a lot of these predators, uh, perhaps later ones, but with a lot of these predators, I wanted to see where they are now, perhaps. Uh, I thought that would be interesting to see if they've reoffended, if they're still in prison, or if they managed to get their life together as much as a pedophile potentially could. Um, but with Steve, the information that's out there is uh, there's there's a bit there, but it's not in the interest of um, the podcast really. Like it's mostly to do with the people that he's currently living with. He's still with his partner, his wife, and uh, I presume. Allegedly has a daughter. Well, I mean, he admitted to having children. I assume, We don't know if they're still in contact. Um, even if they were, who's to say that his daughter knows about what he's done? So, But I wouldn't... I also wouldn't want to dox these individuals and put it, make them a target for people to harass and stuff. So that's not something that we're going to be diving into directly. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is not in prison. He has a wife still and is living a normal life, it seems. So that's the before and after of Steve Reddington. He uh, went in a pedophile. He is presumably still a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) A very cheery ending (laughs) to this episode. Do you think all the other like later pedophiles look at this episode like that lucky fucker? He didn't even get tased. Yeah, I wish I I got caught on one of those. I wish I was in the first episodes of To Catch a Predator. Yeah, instead of the ones where I get 20 years behind bars. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode, the very first episode of Potterfiles. We hope you enjoyed. Um, you can get early access to episodes by visiting patreon.com slash the official podcast. We're still using that Patreon, so you're going to get a lot of content over there if you like us. Yeah, also give us feedback. Tell us what you think, and also tell us like the bigger pedo cases that you would like us to uh, summarize or take a look at. doesn't have to be Chris Hansen's material only. YouTuber pedos, just regular lol cows, maybe famous political, you know, politician pedos. We'll, uh, we'll do all the pod of file pedos. Uh, every Monday, 7pm EST, exclusively on audio platforms. Feel free to, you know, subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. Follow us and rate us as well. We really appreciate it. We want to grow this show a bit. Um, yeah share it with people mm-hmm. that also hate pedophiles hopefully there's a lot of people that you know that don't like pedophiles and would like to laugh at them um, yeah that's about it for this first episode thanks for joining us we'll see you next time yeah bye bye goodbye <laughs>